0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. Uh, before we get started, I'll just let you guys know that this episode is with my buddy Tom, who I did the last pod, one of the last podcasts with, a couple of weeks ago, um, and we just talk about the movie The Room, um, the subsequent almost like biopic uh, with James Franco and Dave Franco, um, called The Disaster Artist, all about The Room, uh, and we talk about Tommy Wiseau, who's the director, writer, producer, and main actor in The Room why one of the world's worst movies is also just so brilliant and so well-received. And we talk about that, uh, how it is a Disaster Artist, and yeah, so if you're into The Room and all the Disaster artists, and it's worth a listen, uh, we don't really talk about much else apart from that, so this one's quite a sort of a narrow podcast when it comes to subjects and stuff, quite a specific one. But yeah, you guys should always go out and watch The Room, it's, it's an experience to be, that's really it, it's just an experience to be had, and then watching The Disaster Artist just makes it so much better and so much funnier Um, so yeah don't forget to follow us on Instagram Twitter and like us on Facebook Uh, put an iTunes review if you can Uh, and yeah I'll be back at the end thanks and I was going to say also that I said last week that I was going to do an interview with Dom Uh, I've released the interview rather and I lied to everyone so I'm sorry I'm a disappointment to all of you uh, hardcore listeners Um, but yeah the one out with Dom will probably be out next week or be the week after that I haven't fully decided because I haven't decided what I'm doing over the Christmas uh, period and stuff Thank you Tom, I appreciate that. I'm recording this intro, normally I record the intros when the other person has left, but Tom's laying on the sofa looking, sorry for himself, (laughs) we just spent like an hour talking about the room, but we spent about an hour before talking about the room, looking up things to do with the room, and looking up quotes and all the sort of information about it, just so we had a vague idea, and we end up just rambling anyway. But yeah, tearing me apart Tom, tearing me apart. You just over there, smiling because unfortunately the mic's near me, so you talking can't really hear you.
1: You're tearing me apart, Michael.
0: There we go. Right, thanks for tuning in, guys, and I'll speak to you at the end. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people, and I'm your host, Mike Burton. Oh hi, Tom.
1: Oh hi, Mike. <laughs> You're almost
0: much better than me. So yeah, today we'll be talking about The Room and The Disaster Artist, because I think I watched The Room what, about a month ago with you, and then yeah. uh, obviously The Disaster Artist came out last week, I think.
1: Yeah, last Wednesday. I think we saw it on opening night, technically.
0: You did, yeah. I think I, wait, Did I? No, I think... I can't remember when I watched it specifically, but...
1: What, The Disaster Artist? Yeah, I can't remember what day it was. We watched it together. It was on Wednesday.
0: Oh, we watched it together, did we? Okay. Oh yeah, of course we did. It was me, you, and Callum. <laughs> See, I'm terrible. It's because last night me and, you, <laughs> we, me and you had heavy drinking sessions, even though, <laughs> uh, even though you were at work, too, and I was uh, just going out with my family, getting milled. We planned going to the Christmas market, and then we just didn't. So, <laughs> so we go to the Christmas market. Yeah, Mike, if you plan. And then uh, I just didn't want to go. <laughs> and no one was really at phase. We got there quite late and out of Mexico. I went, like, oh, let's go to the Alex. <laughs> um, anyway, for, for those, I imagine most people listening to this would have seen uh, The Room and the Disaster Artist. Fortunately, um, you know, we're not. I doubt we're gonna spoil any of the disaster artist because I don't think you can really spoil it.
1: No, um, not really. No. It's, um, it,
0: it's like a. It's almost like a, a making of. Is it biopic? It's like the making of the room, and it's basically all about Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero.
1: Yeah, it's, ba- it's a, basically a remake of Greg Sestero's book, isn't
0: it? Yeah, the Disaster Artist, and it's called like Disaster Artist with like a colon and then about. Like another whole sentence thing, mm-hmm. which I can't remember. And I didn't
1: read. I can't remember what it is. Actually. I'm
0: a terrible interviewer. I'm, mm-hmm. interviewer. I'm a terrible podcasting host in general.
1: You are.
0: Not as bad as Tommy Wiseau's dialogue in the room, but um, it's still pretty <laughs> atrocious. Uh, I mean, some of the I think we should do before we start specifically talking about uh, the room and what our favorite parts are is speak about what some of our favorite lines are. Now, there's obviously there's the big one, um, which is the the, the the infamous water bottle scene. <laughs> where it's just um, where he walks out of the bloody uh, the shed, and it's like I did not hit her. I did not. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not.
1: Oh hi, Mark.
0: Yep. <laughs> I love that bit. Obviously, that's all one of the main bits. But the the cheeping bit's pretty good.
1: Cheep 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 cheep, cheep,
0: cheep. <laughs> Yeah, I do quite like that. I like watching loads of random old men or old but random like thirty to 40, potentially <laughs> fifty year old men wearing tuxedos throwing. Like an American football between each other. All
1: supposed to be of varying ages, but obviously not.
0: Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? It's just like, I, I don't really understand... That psychologist that comes into it. I really... That made no sense to me at all.
1: But you always play psychologist with us. <laughs> uh, he is a psychologist. He like doesn't that, play it. Yeah,
0: he's like playing a psychologist. You asked him to come over and ask for his opinion because he's a psychologist. So, what do you want from him? Um, There's obviously... I've got written down here as well a few things, which is... The amount of times that Tommy says hi... As in just a hi to someone, is around fifteen times. Um, the amount of times that the American football is thrown, like people throwing it and catching it and stuff, I think is it's around thirty-five times. And the amount of times that Tommy Wiseau does his amazing laugh, that ah, ha sort of thing, <laughs> ah.
1: What a story, Mark.
0: What a story, Mark. Ah-ha-ha. He does that uh, twenty-eight times, <laughs> um, which is quite a lot for an hour for an hour and forty minutes of a movie, you know. <laughs> Especially because most of it is in the first like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the first, you know, 15 minutes and you watch the pretty bad sex scene and then, you know, five minutes later, just in case... Watch you should... the same one again. Yeah, like, except I think it's ever so slight amount edited. Like, it's slightly shorter. Yeah, it's shorter, like, yeah. So, so they just clearly have sex the exact same way every time. It's always with mm-hmm. a belly button.
1: Always with belly button.
0: Always with a belly button. That's the best hole, to be fair. Mm-hmm. You know, you dump it in the mouth, you dump it in the bum, you dump it in the front bum, you put it right through <laughs> the belly button, ejaculates straight into their stomach.
1: That's Nice. Weird.
0: Yeah, it's pretty gross. I'm not, I don't think the belly button goes straight to the stomach, but that's not the point. <laughs> you can make it go that way. Um, but yeah, because you showed me this film, uh, The Room, yeah, obviously a month or so ago, and I put a review up on it on the Instagram uh, page, and a lot of people appreciated it because I gave it like 6%, <laughs> which I kind of stand by that. If anything, it's one of those films where it's so unbelievably bad, it is just absolutely atrocious, but the it's enjoyable to watch when I wrote the review of it uh, it was trying to be more of, more objective of like this film is objectively shit like you, you can't think this film is good but it's amazing to watch because it's so bad yeah and that, that's kind of the beauty of it and just like and then what I found is I watched it and I thought it was quite funny and we were quoting it quite a lot and then we watched The Disaster Artist and then since then it's just brought um, like a whole new level of appreciation because it's basically just seeing behind the scenes of it yeah, and it's just obviously not 100 of it is true, but a, a huge chunk of it is.
1: I'm pretty sure most of it seems to be. Yeah, there's confirmed. there's well,
0: there's a cameo Brian Cranston, and obviously that I looked that up afterwards, and it's about him offering Greg um, a show while he was filming the room, and Greg said no.
1: Oh well, no, he said yes, but oh, to, said, Tommy yes, wouldn't like, let him go also, under because yeah, he needed the beard, didn't he? He needed for a big, the for the other jack. thing, but yeah. Tommy said it was so important for him to just randomly be clean shaven for one. For that one scene specifically,
0: yeah. yeah, even though he could have just waited. And, yeah,
1: it was just so that he could call him Babyface. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, the Brian Cranston scene, that wasn't real. Uh, that didn't actually happen. He didn't actually talk to Brian Cranston since you get on Malcolm in the Middle. But there was another executive or something, another show that he apparently mm. almost got, which got quite
1: cool. Sorry, I was just getting your review up on iMovies. You, yeah, did give it 6%. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, my my view of it was, it's just, it's, it's objectively a terrible film, but it is really good. It's yeah,
1: just... and that, like, any time the plot needed to, or like, something would happen, and they'd get them to talk about it, and then they'd just say, I can't talk about it, and leave the room.
0: Yeah, and it was like, every time someone would leave the room, someone else would enter the room almost immediately after, and it was just like, all these, it was like, none of it made any, it, it was almost like a computer kind of said, well, this is how you make films, this, <laughs> this is what's in a, in a film, and that's like, well, it's not. No, as Reese described it, from what he's seen of the room, he said like, the dialogue in it is almost written by a twelve-year-old <laughs> because it, there's no special adjectives or anything <laughs> like that. There's nothing in particular um, that kind of flows. It's just it's, it's
1: very peculiar. <laughs> oh. What about you? What do you think?
0: Like, have, have you watched it twice now? Is that?
1: Yeah, I have watched it twice. That was
0: once for me, and then once when you first saw it. When, yeah. When, when did you first watch it? What made you first watch it?
1: Uh, my friends, they found it online. I guess, and, um, Joe, Michelle, I remember him being around my house, um, I think you're gonna have him on a podcast at some point, Joe, yeah, 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 um, yeah, he was around my house, and he was like, oh, we're gonna watch this movie, and he showed me this, like, fan-made trailer on YouTube, right. and I was just like, what the actual fuck, I'm never watching this, yeah, and then we went round, and um, saw sort of the house one day, and we just did watch it,
0: yeah, I've seen, um, I've... I've seen a couple of films that are so, so bad that they're not funny. Yeah,
1: we had like a bad movie night. We watched the Batman with, I can't remember the name of it, it's got Arnie in it. it.
0: Oh, uh, the Mr. Freeze one, that's Batman and Robin, I think.
1: Yeah, we watched that, and then that was like fucking atrocious, and then we watched The Room after that.
0: Yeah, I've seen, there's a film called Fear.com, and that's the worst film I've ever seen in my life. That was just so bad, it wasn't even funny. I just got halfway through it, and it's just unwatchable. Um, It's quite weird, because it has um, the girl... uh, the woman who plays. Uh, oh god, I forgot her name. Uh, Cersei Lannister in Game of Thrones. She, she's in Theodore. I think
1: it's it Lana Headley or something Yeah, like I that? think
0: it is Lana Headley. I, like, I knew it was something like Lana or Carlo mm. or something like that. And um, yeah, uh, she's in it. And so it was a guy who played Deacon Frost from the Blade film, the first Blade movie. But the film, and it's got Steve. Stephen Rea in it, who is a detective in Viva Vendetta,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like you watch the film and it just sucks the whole time. It's just so boring and so bad. It constantly, it's like this is this is not worth it at all. Well, that's
1: the thing is the room. You start off thinking like this is so bad. I'm going to be so bored, but then because of how bad it is, it entertains you because you find it funny. Yeah, well, Whereas I think that's me. what the the other thing, other film probably doesn't. It's not funny, so yeah. it's just like. It's, it's very just rare. bad on its own.
0: It's very rare for films to be the level of bad that are so bad it's enjoyable to watch, especially mm. more than once. Like the room is ma- it's so good because you realise so much of it is just Tommy Wiseau's brainchild. <laughs> yeah. and it's just, there's very little brain involved in it. I, just, ad-
1: like, I enjoyed it more the second time actually as well. Yeah, I, just thought it was, like, I kind of understood. By the end of it, why it was funny. So when I watched it yeah. the second time, I went in knowing it was going to be funny, and it still was.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because when well, I haven't seen it the second time, we're going to be watching it the second time in the next couple of weeks with the guys. Um, but yeah, I found it was good. But the first half hour I'm watching it, I'm like, why is Tom made me watch this? But then it kind <laughs> of becomes, then it makes more and more sense. And the more you watch, you realize, oh, wait, no, this film is fucking atrocious. And it's kind of like,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: pointing out and laughing. Like the best thing to do is have a drink or something and watch it with a couple of friends and just. Mm. Because it's just that there's certain parts, a lot of it is the repetitiveness of it as well. Yeah. Of just like every conversation ends up starting and ending the same. Yeah. It's just always, yeah, as you say, when they don't want the plot to progress any further, they just go, I don't want to talk about this anymore, and then just leave them. Oh, I have to go, and then just yeah. leave the, yeah. Yeah, just leave them in this one room. And then Reese actually said to me, he's like, Why is it called The Room, and what's it about? And I was like, First of all, it's hard to explain what it's about. It's just kind of, I suppose, uh, a guy whose girlfriend uh, cheats on him with his best friend and that's not like the whole plot yeah <laughs> it's like an hour and 40 minutes and um this is Johnny he's a true American hero uh,
1: and also maybe vampire <laughs> we'll find out
0: um <laughs> yeah and you watch it and yeah, it's just it's so bad and it's so repetitive and which is ironic because I've just said these things um but it, it's certain parts. It's like when you see some of the other details and whatnot, and when you point out, like, there's the breast cancer thing that just doesn't come up again. <laughs> and then there's the the pictures, uh, the picture frames all have spoons in them uh, because I think they were the default ones they got when they were bought. And then Tommy Wiseau was like, oh, no one will pay attention, to leave it in there. So it's just loads of spoons in the background all the time of a lot of shots. And there's also, yeah, so Reese asked about it, and he was like, why is it called the room? And I said, because I think Tommy Wiseau said, it's called the room because a lot of things happen in rooms. Yeah,
1: that's basically it. yeah think, um,. Shows how many different things can happen in a room. Yeah,
0: so relatively everything happens in a room. It's, it either happens in a room or it happens outside. There's not really any, so maybe a tent, but that's still technically outside. It's just like, you can't, that's such a vague thing. It's like calling a film, like, air. It's yeah. like, why is it called air? Well, everyone has to breathe air to live, don't they? So, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not technically wrong, but that's not a great idea. But he asked that, and then I realised when I was talking to talking to him about it, it was, um, I was like, it's, most of it takes place in a single room. But equally, a pretty large amount of it takes place on the roof as well.
1: On and the roof, and outside, like, all the football scenes, they're all outside.
0: Oh, yeah, in the random fields nearby and stuff, and the, mm-hmm. the alleyway that they made. Yeah. Um, yeah, they play football outside a little bit, and in the alleyway, which is totally not dodgy. And
1: Lisa gets everyone to go outside, so that didn't happen in the room. Oh, yeah, that weird stuff. Because that always like, happens at parties.
0: Yeah, there's like a party of like, 20 people, and the host goes, Hey, guys, let's all go outside, and everyone, no one ever says why, or says, oh, I'd rather stay, in, it's pretty chilly. Everyone just goes, okay, and then just go in, and then she shows the bang mark when everyone's out the room, and it's like, what? <laughs> I'm not sure if Tommy Wiseau understands how people, or himself included, uh, mm. think.
1: Yeah, it's that accident.
0: Yeah, because in the Disaster Ice, it says that, you know, when he was, was it, a car accident or something?
1: So thought it was a motorbike accident. Well, yeah, yeah, motorbike,
0: some sort of motor vehicle, in a way. Uh, and he yeah, crashed it, and well, he almost died, didn't he? He was like, "Yeah, close to death. And I imagine that game a bit of brain damage and now he's a bit fucked and that's a, kind of why he's made the film yeah I wonder what it was like before the crash maybe it's just like a really average guy but that crash it makes you feel really bad for him so but yeah
1: no, knowing that he was in some sort of crash assuming that's what caused him to be the way he is you do feel a bit bad for him
0: yeah I'd imagine that's the what I imagine that's what kind of made him the way he is it seems to be and that would make sense because my brother works with um, a couple of people who uh have mental health issues and one of them one dude he's a really nice guy but he needs constant care um, he he was in a motorcycle accident he got run over I think or something like that mm-hmm. um, and, and he was on a motorbike, I think by another car or something but it wasn't his fault so they got like a huge payout and stuff um, but he's he could talk to you and you can have a conversation But you can tell when something's not fully right and It's kind of like that
1: mm, uh, why, I just looked that up uh, He was involved in a near fatal car crash uh, Another driver ran a red light And hit his vehicle And he was hospitalised for several weeks um, So That's that was insane. it But I hear it, this is just on Wikipedia But it says Greg Sestero Suggests that this incident was a turning point in his life And led him to pursue his dreams of becoming an actor Right <laughs>
0: I wonder if all that money came from some sort of insurance thing
1: with that. yeah if, if they did run a red light it would have been their fault Definitely, so yeah. yeah and if that did give him like long-lasting well, brain damage and in- it might have been a very high sort of compensation and things like that
0: well I think obviously I work insurance at the moment so I'm learning ins in and outs about that sort of thing and it's actually cheaper for insurance companies if someone is killed in a motor accident than if they're horrendously wounded because yeah, if they're exactly. killed you give them a X amount of money I think it's quite a flat rate but I can't remember what it is mm. um, and I think you may get a degree of loss of earnings if it's obviously single parents and stuff yeah. and uh, they'll then be if there are two people together and they have kids then you know if one of them passes away then you have to give money to the other one for a while uh, I'm not sure how long for though but if you get like damage and hurt and stuff and if You have he can, to cover he, the
1: care Yeah you have to cover the
0: care for it Obviously in America the hospital costs mm. um, And a, a large amount of other things So it's always Maybe that gave him a decent amount of money And I, I read some things online that said it was rumoured That he he bought some real estate as well
1: Yeah because in the disaster artist He's got like two houses or two flats
0: But he, well, He's got two that he uses But you see the set of keys he has mm. He has like 20 yeah. something keys um i didn't know if those 20 keys or something was going to show he just nicked someone's keys and just leaves some people's random uh flats and stuff but no it turns out he does actually own them so yeah i imagine he probably got gets real estate and then got a lot of money off that and just mm. kind of lives off that which that's the trick to do when you have a lot of money if you get paid loads and loads of money either for a job where you get win the lottery or something like that
1: just invest in real estate
0: yeah because even with the real estate is that like, even if you've you just rent it for a while and it's just a con- const, uh, constant stream of money mm-hmm. um or you wait till prices go up, and then you sell it for money.
1: Yeah, and, and then you use that money to... Buy another one. No, you buy all of the equipment for filming a movie instead <laughs> of renting it, and then oh, you yeah. film a
0: movie. And he also... Yeah, in the disaster... I keep knocking the pop terribly I um, the terribly. Uh, in the disaster eyes, obviously, yeah, he, uh, he he records in what? Standard HD, as well as... Was it VHS?
1: Yeah, or whatever the other one is. It's something like that, yeah. And it was like... So it's, I think it's like the the scene with chris r <laughs> not just chris chris r oh, so that's in that's correct. in hd yeah um
0: it is it's so weird and also um when i think i should want to release one of the clips the uh one of my favorite ones when it's the in the uh in the shop and it's like um you're my favorite customer and all that sort of stuff yeah, well, hi,
1: so says hi to him then says oh sorry i didn't recognize it was you <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> and then says that he's our favorite customer.
0: I've got the little transcript here, and for, once again for those who are still listening and haven't seen the room, right? This is the this is how good you can get with the dialogue. This isn't even the worst part, but it, it's a lot of it is the delivery. And it's Johnny speaking with a a shop, the flower shop uh, clerk. Okay, and it starts with Johnny, and was like, hi, can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? That'll be eighteen dollars. Here you go. Keep the change. Oh, hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. So, well, and that's a whole scene. That that scene's what like, thirty seconds long. And it's the weird thing is, is it's so they talk at each other so quick. Like mm. He almost cuts her off to say his line. Yeah. And it's just it's so inorganic, and she's just the most wooden actor ever. And there's also like I think cinema sins. They um they have a video, obviously, of everything wrong with the room. And um, you know, in that they say like. At the end she says you're my favourite customer but she doesn't recognise him because he's wearing sunglasses even though no one on the whole planet looks like Tommy Wiseau <laughs> no. and no one on the planet looks like Johnny his character because they're both the same person.
1: Yeah. So it's
0: just like none of it it seems like every like half scene is made by almost one person and every other half scene is made by someone else. Yeah. And they didn't even necessarily kind of click them together properly. It just goes. Mm-hmm. And then all the actors are just in disarray. Um, but yeah so the room is it's terrible but I feel like everyone should watch it.
1: Yeah, it's...
0: It's an experience.
1: Yeah, watch it with your friends. Yeah, don't feel really awkward for, like, maybe 20, 20 minutes, yeah, where if you've... if you've n- No one there has seen it, you'll be like, why are we watching this? But if, like, when we watched it and I'd seen it, it felt like I was just showing you softcore porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the
0: start. She's got quite nice breasts as well, though, uh, the woman, but it's like, I don't really want to watch really awkward, weird porn in, in a movie.
1: Yeah, don't, just sat with your mates, and it's like... Okay.
0: I think the best uh, sex scenes I've ever seen are in um, uh, Deadpool. Cause oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. have the integrity of the podcast. Um, I'm joking. My alarm's gone off way too many times in the podcast. Um, yeah, the. Uh, uh, I've lost my train of thought slightly. I'm not terrible. I think it's because I'm so hungover. So,
1: I was just thinking about. Um, fuzzy. Also, we should mention the fact of just Callum coming in during the oh, second yeah. sex scene. Yeah, okay, I remember. Yeah, with,
0: <laughs> with the sex scene thing, I was going to say, yeah, in, in Deadpool, Deadpool's got my favourite sex scenes. It's um, just because
1: it's got the woman from Gotham that you oh, like. She's
0: gorgeous, yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> but it's not just that, it's how realistic they are. Like, they're the sex scenes where it's not just like a 10 minute or 5 minute sex scene that's just slow music playing and just watching them de- um, de-robe each other and then just slowly do stuff, but you're not allowed to see anything because it's obviously your film or whatever. And it's just like. It's like Green Mile, I think it was. Is it Green Mile or is it another one? There's a film that has a sex scene in it, which I find most sex scenes are fairly useless.
1: Anyway. We talked about this before, didn't we? About how yeah. they're just really unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we spoke about it on the podcast or not. No, we didn't. Oh, but okay.
1: it's, like, most, like 99% of the time it's just unnecessary. Yeah. And it, it kind of feels like it's just the director's excuse to kind of... <laughs> Watch porn. Yeah, like, get people naked and so, do... Well, if
0: this film bombs, looking in at least direct porn. Yeah. Yeah, well, I found, with the with the Depot one, I found that it was tasteful and it was quick and it showed a realistic side of being a race ship and stuff. And it was quite funny as well. Yeah. like
1: when yeah. obviously she dominates him instead and
0: yeah, was something in his ass. He's like, oh god, take it out, take it out,
1: take it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one is um, in Master of None mornings. That's that, a good one. That was very realistic. Yeah,
0: but that obviously wasn't the problem. Is with certain sex scenes is like the room one. It's just two people and there's a camera just watching them in loads of different shots just. Fuck for like five minutes and it's like this doesn't add anything to the story no exactly like, nine times out of ten it doesn't there's certain times where maybe if they're a bit crazy like um what do we watch love uh, that show right. on Netflix yeah seen that? yeah 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 you sound unsure we um, you know in the um, sorry I was trying to
1: remember what sex scene you were talking about
0: well when I won't try and spoil it for anyone but in one part of the series and I can't remember if it's first or second season he sleeps with that woman and they're fucking, I think, in the gym, and she keeps going on about the witches and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah and that's really... know, it's not
1: in the gym, it's back at his flat. But oh, I'm thinking of the they... blowjob. I'm yeah. The blowjob in the gymnasium. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: That's, that's like, that is funny, because it shows that she's fucked up. She's really crazy.
1: Well, that's the thing, is if other things happen at the same time, or, like, I don't know, say it is a film like The Room, where someone's cheating on someone, that if they walk in and catch them doing it, yeah. then it was purposeful for the plot for them to be in a sex scene. But when it's just, like you could lead them up to indicate that they're going to do it without having to show it because everyone watching will know that's what they're going to do
0: exactly you watch people passionately make out and stuff then you watch them undress each other and then you could just do that thing where it's kind of they start about to do stuff and then it just kind of fades to black and then next morning they're just laying next to each other naked it's like they've clearly had sex like, yeah it's, it's obvious yeah yeah. Um, yeah. that film is well. that's why the disaster artist is so brilliant because it it's as we said, it's like the making of almost. It's like a biopic, and it just makes me love the movie even more. Yeah, I just really want. It just makes me want to watch the movie again just because it's so weird and so different and crazy. And Thinking yeah,
1: like, of um, the disaster artist and their sex scene as well, because obviously he was like directing it naked. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, he's naked, like walking around with his dick out <laughs> and like his ass. Which, yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> he's just matters. shouting
1: at her for, like, not being beautiful enough. Oh, like, yeah, and he's showing like those moles. Uh,
0: freckles on her, like... Mm. Uh,
1: shoulders or something. Yeah,
0: shoulders, sort of. Yeah, and just, like, mo- moaning her and stuff, and it's like, everything's... It's just so weird.
1: There was quite a lot of heart in that movie, but that was probably the scene where I looked at Tommy Wiseau as just an absolute twat oh, during wow. that one, because he was so harsh to the girl, yeah. and everyone just starts shouting at him, and he's just like, Fuck off! You're fired.
0: Well, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the, that's the issue here, and it's like oh, my mic is so far away. Um,
1: yeah,
0: that's the, that's the issue. It's he. You feel sorry for him because you hear about the uh, the car crash thing or whatever that happened uh, earlier in his life and gave him potential brain damage. That obviously that's what we think. And. Um, you feel bad for him but then he acts like such a cunt, like cunt yeah like for, to so many people so much he yeah. just doesn't listen to anyone at all mm. and it just makes everyone not like him and it's like I do feel sympathy to a degree but you are acting like an asshole yeah but it does take it's one of those things where it takes time Uh no it's not I was going to say I don't know what's, where I was going with that it takes time where, where they even came from
1: it just takes time it
0: just takes time everything mm. takes time making a good movie
1: <laughs> Well, it's like um, he gets rejected, and then you feel sorry for him. But then he does things like going up to that guy while he's eating his dinner and just unnecessarily like starts acting at him. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think he's he's got to be that's got to be some. Mm. Sort of, it's at the very least some severe social, uh, probably not not anxiety, but um, what people have when they they have autism. Or yeah, that's quite
1: urgency. deluded as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does. I suppose he's got loads of money. I suppose you can act like a crazy bastard. I mean, to be fair to him, like he made one of the worst films ever made, but he's way before even he made that he was richer than you are probably ever gonna be. Now he definitely and, is. Yeah, exactly. It's like having one film like that where he makes a little bit of money off the disaster rights, And also when people are watching that they're gonna be wanting watching the room again. Hmm. I imagine the sales of the room are gonna go up.
1: Yeah, and they'll probably do more of those sort of showings over in America.
0: Well yeah, I think they will probably some of the harbor lights, I imagine, over here. They'll probably could do like hmm. um the room, dar- uh, disaster as double feature. Yeah. I was saying when I, I imagine they would do this. they'd be quite stupid not to? But if they do a double release, like double Blu-ray of the disaster Artist in the room, yeah, you're hands down by that. Like yeah. you can't watch disaster if you, disaster artist if you haven't seen the room. Yeah, I remember
1: ones that I can't remember where it was, but someone was saying like you don't need to, but it helps. But that for was that, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, but for that, I, I just feel like you you do have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I
0: think if you haven't seen The Room, Disaster is a pretty f- good, funny movie about a random guy. But yeah. Then, when you find out, when you see the film they actually made, and you actually, you see interviews with Tommy Wiseau, and you, you see, you can tell what he's kind of like in the, in the room, you think, oh, he's just the worst actor ever. And then Disaster shows you, no, he's not even acting in that film. That's just how he is.
1: Yeah. And that's Yeah, because he's not really a show, if... if by sort of that main scene of him not knowing the line is anything to go by he's not actually that good of an actor anyway no exactly so. he's, he's
0: not a good actor he's not a good writer he's not a good producer he just had a lot of heart and a lot of money mm. and that's the thing you have enough money and you can throw things at it like obviously that film cost them loads of money to make they could probably cut 6 the... million yeah that was the estimated thing but no one really knows the exact amount but it's like you could have easily cut that like if he didn't buy that equipment he just rented it and then if he didn't have it recorded both on VHS and Blu-ray you just have it on HD rather Blu-ray wasn't um and keep doing those sorts of things it's like if you if you cut all the corn cut a lot of more of the fat out it'd probably have cost them about half as much but it's like <laughs> making a room like the making a film like the room that costs like millions it's like what the
1: yeah. fuck <laughs> sorry are you saying about cutting the fat out i was just trying to look something up and i, I read um apparently greg sestero, sestero said that when they played football while wearing tuxedos um Tommy Wiseau concocted that on set, sort of just, like, it wasn't planned. Right. But he never explained the significance of the scene to the cast or crew, and insisted that the sequence be filmed at the expense of other relevant scenes. (laughs) So he took out things that would have been more relevant for the film to put in a thing that he thought of on the spot of them playing football outside, wearing tuxedos, Yeah. and didn't tell any of them why they were doing it.
0: And it's just that thing of where he's... (laughs) It's so baffling to me because it's literally like he's he's just crazy. There's yeah. nothing. There's no. There's nothing that makes any sense of what <laughs> wh- wh- the way his mind works. But I'm I'm surprised that Greg is still friends with them because apparently they still talk like every day. Mm. I I don't know what you'd even talk to Tommy Wiseau about. Yeah. I... Like, what's he doing? Like, has he ever had sex? Well, that's a question. Like, if he's trying to fuck woman's belly button, and if he's he's so weird and strange, like, how? Not in no, a horrible way, intentionally, but how could you charm a woman if you've got... There's that to you, you know? If you're not a looker, then you have to kind of be charming or rich. And I suppose <laughs> it's rich, but... Yeah. So. And he can
1: just be like, yeah, I'm a movie star, and then they watch it.
0: I wonder if now that the room... Obviously, the room's become more and more popular recently, and with the release of The Disaster Artist, if more women would sleep with him.
1: I don't know. He'd probably got more chance now, I reckon.
0: I would not really want to see him having sex.
1: <laughs> you already have.
0: <laughs> to Oh, we are going to say about the Callum thing. Yeah, uh, Callum, yeah, Callum, who's obviously been the podcast, um, he, he was coming over, uh, Tom and I, when we were watching The Room a month or whatever ago, um, we started to watch it, and then Callum needed to come up and, what was he doing? He came to pick up something.
1: He's dropping off a crate of beer or something to you, or picking something up, I think you had a birthday present. He did that while he was here, I think you gave him a crate of beer, but oh, maybe that wasn't the beer. reason. Yeah,
0: if I gave him a crate of beer, that would have been for his birthday.
1: But I don't know if that was the reason he came over.
0: I think I told him that I've got the crate there and it's to keep yeah. it something. I, I can't believe the it. The room
1: was the reason that he stayed, though.
0: Yeah, because he came in and we were watching The Room and he came in during the f- second sex scene.
1: Which is a re- just a cut first version of the of first one.
0: Yeah, and he came in and was like, uh, are you guys watching porn together? And I was like, no, if you keep watching this, you'll see it's clearly not porn because it's made so badly. And Cam was like, why is he se- fucking her like that? And I was like, I don't a part of the movie, isn't it? And he was like, I'll fight you through it. And we said about 20 minutes, but it was like the first, like, 10 minutes amounts to nothing, plot-wise. And then also there's a sex scene, and the exact same sex scene, but slightly shorter, just gets repeated again, like ten minutes later. So if you almost go into it after the second sex scene, it's almost like you don't miss that much.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You just miss some creepy Denny and things like that.
0: Well, the reason the film works so terribly is because you could basically take out any scene, and apart from, like, three main ones, you can basically just take out any scene. Mm. It's literally just her... It's like, it's obviously the ending scenes uh, are what's necessary to wrap up the narrative but apart from that it's just like when they're playing football on the roof Like, not, none of their conversations just go anywhere <laughs> it, none of it Just it's just all in like loops there's, al- there's almost no information there you could like write the whole conversation like everything that could be said in like one paragraph or maybe not one paragraph one page rather or maybe two and you can make a film of about like, five minutes long maybe ten minutes long with all the dialogue in that's even slightly relevant
1: mm. I mean, man the only thing of the disaster I don't know how true it is, or timing-wise, is the ending. I said to you at the time, I wasn't, because at the end of that, obviously, shows oh. it being flipped, that he's like, oh, it's a funny movie, intentionally. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure I read somewhere, which is what I was trying to find, that for quite a while, he did insist it was, like, a serious movie, right. and then, because yeah if he did time had passed he he was like no it is a black comedy it's meant to be like that and so much time had passed with him saying it was serious that obviously no one was ever going to believe that yeah but yeah. the film implies that he did that straight away which i don't could be wrong
0: well, is... I, like what i said to you i said one of my ideas was potentially he because basically at the end of disaster is to show the film to those people um and basically the it's end just of... a premiere isn't it yeah yeah and um it was like at the end, you know, everyone is laughing at it a lot, it so bad. Then he comes out and he says it was a in- comedy intentionally, haha, ha, you know, or ha Ha uh, <laughs> ha ha. It was, a, it was an intentional com- comedy. <sighs> it's like, maybe for that one room, we're saying that, uh, we're leaving for that room of people watching the premiere, maybe he said it to them, and then afterwards he was still insisting it was serious because he wanted other people to.
1: Yeah, or well, he thought maybe they just thought it was funny, but other people may. Like it as a serious movie, kind of thing, or he hoped they would anyway.
0: And the disaster artist, they're talking to him about sort of, <coughs> like, certain things, and he just doesn't know a lot about movies or anything like that. And like certain people have even questioned if he's even seen very many
1: movies. Mm. Like, well, that's funny because while I was trying to look this up, there was a. Um, someone had. Uh, where was that gone? Oh, there it is. Um, <laughs> So uh, the disaster artist co writer explained his views on the room. And he said, it's like a movie made by an alien who has never seen a movie, but has had movies thoroughly explained to him.
0: That makes a lot of sense, yeah. <laughs> I would totally agree there. Totally There's agree. not
1: a- often that a work of film has every creative decision that's made in it on a moment-by-moment basis seemingly be the wrong one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get get like, some of the more visionary act- uh, directors, like Scorsese or... Um, obviously Wes Anson's a bit more niche and strange, and David Fincher and those sorts of things. And you get a lot of those guys. And if you hear, oh, they did like a last minute tweak, then you go, "Oh, that's amazing." But with Tommy Wiseau's, it just makes the film even worse. <laughs> but it's like in, I think in Star Wars: Force Awakens, um, when Oscar Isaac's character Poe Dameron is at the very start, he's being like, um, he's at, uh, Law San Law San Tucker's name, the guy, Jakku, hell, the village in Jakku. Um, when he's there, and then he, you know, uh, he uh, Kylo Ren captures him, and they go on their knees in front of the mm. fire, and they're chatting a little bit, and when they weren't saying anything, Oscar is it goes, So who talks first? Do you talk first? I talk first? And that was actually ad libbed. That wasn't mm. the script. And that's like, that's making it feel more organic. That's yeah. really what's needed. But you get films like, Yeah, The Room, and it's just like.
1: Nothing about that is organic.
0: It all seems so forced. Yeah. Which it
1: probably is. I do feel sorry for the actors that were involved in that.
0: Yeah, because they were just trying to make it big, and now it's obviously that like they're never going to. Yeah. Because I'm seeing them in that. Not only is. Admittedly, all their acting is pretty bad, but I think, as reset. you could almost be. Like with uh, with the scene with uh, Denny, uh, one of them, when they're talking on the rooftop about being in love with uh, Lisa and then not and being in love with Elizabeth and that sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. great conversation. It, I think Reese was saying like if that if that guy Denny was played by anyone like a young DiCaprio or anything mm. like that, it wouldn't matter because Tommy Wiseau's acting is so atrocious. Mm. It's like it saps any good acting. And
1: the out. script is so bad. And I imagine because Tommy was like writer main star it was like his thing mm. um he probably didn't let any of them have any like creative like if they're like oh maybe i could say it like this he'd be like no
0: yeah because obviously he was the writer producer and director and he funded the film and he basically
1: he, mm. when
0: you watch the disaster artist, it's just like, oh, okay he basically did everything which explains mm. a lot
1: yeah but he makes out the in the disaster so that he's doing it for him and greg him and greg yeah
0: because him and greg make that pact they're gonna be famous movie stars and they both keep applying for films and it's like Greg isn't really that great of an actor, so he can't. And Tommy Wiseau is so fucking weird.
1: Yeah, and they are just constantly like, can you just not do the accent? Yeah. He's like, what accent?
0: Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> it's like, I think I looked it up, and it's like one of the mysteries of Wiseau is um, he was born in like Poland, and I think he's like, I think he's born in 1955, I think it was.
1: Mm.
0: So he's like 62. So he's like a, at the time he was about you know 20ish years ago.
1: Yeah, so forties.
0: Like, yeah, it was almost fifty.
1: Yeah, so
0: it's so, like you know forty to fifty years Which old. Same
1: age as you. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, when they've got that weird when they've got Denny and they're they're saying to the actors like, uh, so how do I? Uh, how old is my character supposed to be? Is he like 12, 18, 20? It's like H- how old are you? So like, well, I'm like twenty seven, but like I thought it was acting. It's like you'd be that old. It's like, what, so what's the character twenty
1: seven or and this? it's like a 27 year old that needs uh, a random man in his block of flats to look after him. yeah and really weird and he just keeps walking
0: in now and no one ever locks their doors and just oh man I think about the film so much last week The Room mm-hmm. it's just since watching The Disaster Artist I just can't stop thinking about it <laughs> I've just got I've, when you get like songs stuck in your head um, yeah. I get like lines from The Room stuck in my head <laughs> Just on like a loop of someone going oh hi mark oh, <laughs> you're hi tearing me
1: apart lisa you're tearing me apart lisa <laughs>
0: um yeah so let's go on to the disaster artist um a bit more so see franco uh, i think directed it um and i think he obviously he was the star in it him and uh, dave franco as He probably of.
1: did that to fully get into character as well
0: Probably, yeah, I think he did. Because uh,
1: I know he was in character while doing it, but he probably chose to direct and star in it for yeah. the same reason.
0: Yeah, because um, there was an interview we listened to. He was directing it first. That was a, a well-known thing. Mm. And then he was also planning on starring in it as well. And then he asked mm. Wiseau who wants wanted to play him. <laughs> said, and Wiseau Johnny, Johnny Depp. And, and <laughs> James Franco laughed and, Are you joking? <laughs> but, Johnny uh, Depp. Johnny Depp. Uh, but yeah, James Franco's impression of him is just mm. top-notch. And like, at the end of the movie... Uh, it does like shot by short parts doesn't it of them, of oh of disasterized yeah and it does all of them are pretty much perfect except the one which is the uh, I did not hit her it's bullshit I did mm. not oh hey Mark that bit was a little bit out but
1: it's some of them have got timing differences but it's, yeah, but his, delivery, yeah.
0: it's why his delivery is so weird and inorganic mm. that it's hard like if you're copying someone like even any instruments or saying anything normal mm. you know, if you show someone like on a keyboard go dun 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 and you copy it it's much easier than if you just do like one, like, uh, minor key at the very bottom of the piano mm-hmm. and then or keyboard. And then right at the very top you just do another random note and another one. But, like, in weird, like, not even in time with each other. <coughs> and so trying to remember that is so much more difficult than remembering something that's linear and easy.
1: Yeah. The only thing that the Disaster Artist didn't address that I was hoping it to was um, uh, the like how badly dubbed the room is.
0: Yes. I was going to talk about this. actually. Yeah. As well, Cause Reese knows that. Yeah. Well. Because
1: obviously when you're watching it, sometimes like his mouth, his mouth literally isn't moving <laughs> and is it speaking or it's just clearly not saying the same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that whole high doggy bit um in the, the in the shop and you watch that and Reese was like, is there something wrong with this audio clip or is it just the film? And I was like, Oh, he overdubs it. And he was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, the Tommy Wiseau decided to yeah, he recorded Cause you told me this, I think just before, just after we watched the room, have long ago where they have conversations and he he'll listen to the audio back and it won't be perfect and instead of just filming it again he would just talk over it in his normal weird voice so it's just like certain scenes it's like you can almost hear the slight difference in audio like the slight change in it and um you see yeah there's the whole high doggy thing and then there is a point where he literally doesn't even say any part of his line and you see his mouth doesn't move at all and things coming out it's like Mm oh there's another one which was in Disaster Artist where someone said to him about continuity Mm-mm. it's like you can't wear the same clothes because the last scene you can't wear the different clothes because the last scene you're in you literally left the place went straight upstairs to go to the roof, and now you're coming out of the roof wearing different clothes.
1: It's yeah, like, oh. the, the makeup artist was like, let me take a picture for continuity, and he's just like, I don't care. Yeah. Just shoves loads of stuff in his pockets. Yeah, so it's a really low-hanging... And she's, like, trying to style his hair, and he's just constantly telling her to do it, and she's like, it's, it's going to look awful. He's like, no, I know how to do it. He's, like, spraying it with that water, <laughs> and it's, like, really damp. And she's like, your
0: hair is literally soaked now. And he's like more. And it's like, more! And it's like, but... I." I I can, but it's gonna look kind of <laughs> on screen. It's like he's like I direct her, I tell you, and he does it, and then you notice in the film, yeah, he does actually have like really mm. weirdish hair. But like Greg being friends with him, like there's that scene where Greg leaves his mum,
1: and apparently that scene basically did happen. Who was played by Tammy from Parks and?
0: Yep, good old Tammy, and uh, which is uh, Ron Swanson, who is Nick Offerman in real life, his and real wife. His,
1: well, yeah wife.
0: Yeah, and uh, apparently it was very similar to that. So like, if I had a, if I had a son who was how old was Greg at the time? He was like 20-something, wasn't
1: he? He was in his 20s, yeah. So early 20s, I think. I think
0: so. Uh, I think it would be supposed to be his sort of age. And he goes up to uh, LA with a dude that he barely knows um, on a road trip, almost. Not on a road trip to go live up there, rather.
1: To live in his house. Yeah,
0: and he's like 47. The the guy's like, you know, 20-something. And they're both trying to make movies together. It's just like, I, d- I suppose Greg didn't have that many friends when he was that sort of age, but I don't know why. Mm. Or I'm not attacking him in any way. If some people say it friends. wasn't
1: a lot the mum could have done, really, like... no. I mean, you
0: can tell him to stop. But you have no power of your children at the end of the day in the law. Like mm. if they're under eighteen, you can stop them. But obviously, it was over that, so you couldn't. But yeah, I think I think a disaster Artist, one of the reasons it's so beautiful. Is because yeah, the, the first half hour isn't as interesting, but it's like when he's actually filming it, it's so interesting. Mm. And yeah, apparently, according to a lot of people involved, they're all saying like this is pretty spot on. Like most of this, he did do. Yeah, to almost to the exactly how it was done because Tommy Wiseau recorded like constant um, footage from making of the film he just hired some dude with a yeah. camera to literally record everything yeah so James Franco watched a few of them or probably quite a lot of them to, to sort it out and apparently James Franco uh, listened to Tommy's got these audio recordings he did where he just talks himself in the car and records <laughs> it and keeps it yeah and he um, he let James Franco hear some of them and James <laughs> Franco was like some of them quite weird but some of them are really like, touching and beautiful some of the things he comes up with were by himself but
1: mm. But
0: that's how um, Franco got became such a good wiser. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Good
0: old James Franco. James Franco.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, with with the art, uh, the disaster artist, I'd, I'd probably give that. I think I gave it like eight and a half out of ten or something. That's sort of idea. Yeah it's a really really good movie and Mm -hmm. I think if you haven't seen The Room there's almost no point watching it or you can watch that and they'll make you want to watch The Room and then watch it again Yeah. Um, but it's really one of those films you do need to see The Room for it because it's just all the subtleties and all the things you love about The Room like there's that thing where people throw like spoons at when they go to the cinema and there's the scene in which all the spoons can be most clearly visible and people just start throwing spoons at the cinema screen. It's like I love weird little things like that. Yeah. That was because like, that was before the internet was properly a thing, like in the, the late nineties. Mm. And obviously people didn't know of the internet and there were certain businesses that used them, but it wasn't obviously like today, it was social media. the room
1: came out in two thousand three. Was it? Yeah.
0: Oh did it start filming earlier. No wait no, the filming didn't take that long. What? Then again,
1: from the disaster artist, it said like, I don't know how many months passed between the film actually being released because they weren't talking, were they, during that time? Yeah. So I think, yeah, there's the possibility late 90s, it might have started. I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, you find out that it goes way over the expected time to film. He's got like 40 days, and then it just starts going like day th- 63 of 40 <laughs> like filming. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that was really good.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking up. I was trying to find what when um, the room was actually filmed.
1: The other thing I was going to talk to you about the room earlier was um, <laughs> I don't understand why. What is it? You're not supposed to understand any part of the room because none of it makes sense anyway. But the mum, she moans about. She's the only, like for the first part of the movie. She seems to be the only grounded character who's like why the fuck are you letting people constantly come in your house? Yeah. Why are you looking after this old man child for Denny? <laughs> oh. But when he walks in, she's like, w- who even is this guy? And then she's moaning about him. And then literally two minutes later, he's has that argument with Chris R. And she's like, why are you doing drug steady? How could you do this to me? And it's like, you literally don't know who this kid is. And you were moaning about him a minute ago. I know, it's uh, crazy. <laughs> so many things like that that I love.
0: Yeah, but so many things in the film. That's why it's such a cult film. And it was almost like, I suppose it obviously was about with the internet, but I was saying it's kind of like what memes are like today. Yeah,
1: it is kind of like a, an original meme.
0: Yeah, it was like when certain things, they're so, so bad that people love it. And become mm. becomes this huge thing, a like cultural phenomenon.
1: Yeah.
0: I love people do that. It's great. Mm. Obviously, you have got me into the room, so you're the you're the reason for that for me. But it was just like, it's, it's an experience and it's so much fun.
1: Yeah. It, we were saying when we saw the disaster ice, we should have taken American footballs though.
0: I would have loved to... have so good. I would love, loved, to have taken the football and just thrown down... Um, just while
1: we're waiting to go in. We got there, like, really early. Yeah, just
0: got... and, or just stand outside the cinema screen, like, <laughs> yeah. before the film starts, just throwing uh, the American football back and forth constantly. Um, the Room was originally written as a play by... God, imagine that being as a play. Oh, that would be even worse.
1: Go and see that live.
0: Fuck. It was a... He adapted the play into a 500-page book, which he was unable to get published. What? No fucking... Obviously,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's even worse reading. Actually, I, is it, was it worse reading the quotes or?
0: I don't know because
1: it yeah. takes away the funny side of things when you when you read them. Well,
0: that's the thing because half of it is just so. It's a lot of the script is so poorly written that you can't say any of the lines. With like, you could be the greatest actor ever. And mm-hmm. you, just, you say any of the lines, and it just doesn't work at all. But you have. Um, you not only have it where they're all okay actors or bad-ish like some of them some of them are normally not too bad but some of them are definitely not that great and uh, there's that guy who gets the blowjob which I th- I feel like he should be called Brock I don't know what his name is and it's just like he's, his reaction faces to the blowjob is so unrealistic it's just unfathomable it's like mm.
1: <laughs> she hasn't even got anywhere near that yeah it's like,
0: her like chin is like by his trail snail a snail trail, rather, like between his belly button and his dick, and it's like her chin is like there, and he's already doing a face that I've never <laughs> seen him before. It's just like he curls his lips in and opens his mouth really wide.
1: Those are such pointless characters.
0: What do they even do? Like they,
1: they, they go f- into the house. They do that in their thing. Then the mum do that in the thing. Oh, that yeah. She does. It, she gives him the blowjob in the room. Yeah. yeah. And then the mum and Lisa come in and catch them. and then they leave, and then I think they're at the party. At the end, and it's just like, I think she's constantly going. Me and you don't agree, Lisa. It's like, who would who would agree with Lisa? Yeah, she's a
0: fucking psychopath. Yeah, I just looked it up, and it was the the film was made around two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. What am I thinking of then? I'm being, I'm crazy, but yeah, two thousand three. The
1: room. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah well,
0: it's it's one of those where, the none of the thing is those two characters have been pointless you are right there but the so many film, of
1: the characters are pointless
0: none of it makes any sense the psychologist is pointless the mum's pointless and what seems to happen is lisa will just have the same conversation i think we counted it like four or five times the exact same thing we mm. discussed with her mate of her mate basically saying oh lisa you're so crazy i can't imagine you I can't believe you're doing this it's not very nice to do is it ha. <laughs> and then, she, then lisa's like i do what i want you know i have them both i can have whatever i want
1: yeah thing. i don't love johnny anymore i uh, love mark yeah
0: but I don't love him anymore. I love Mark. Just constantly. Yeah. We um, saw so that in Martin's thing where they, she says it like 15 yeah. times. And
1: then whenever the friends uh, pick up on it or question her about it, she's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, I just no, about That's really. the end. So,
0: okay. Don't, don't, then. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I found that disaster Zastrowist was, was, I really am I and missed the post credit scene though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Even I looked it up and it said there was one and then it came up the end and then the shot by shot one came out where it's got I think
1: uh, yeah we assumed that was it
0: yeah and also I didn't have a very good signal in there and I was like won't have a post credit scene and it does and stuff and it's got a Tommy Wiseau cameo in it was like mm-hmm. why didn't I see that mm-hmm. I just I don't like post credit scenes Marvel ruined it for me <laughs> because I, I stay back and watch pretty much all the Marvel ones but the first after credit scene is normally quite cool and you only have to wait like a minute or so for that but it's when you get the scene, the after-credit scenes, which is after the whole thing, the mm-hmm. whole movie, and the whole credit scene, which is like the standard black-and-white, scrawly text. Mm-hmm. One. And they can be like four or five minutes long sometimes, you just sat in the yeah. scene like, come on. And then you finally get to watch the the after-credit scene, and it's pretty much always absolutely fucking terrible. That's kind of the joke. <laughs> you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy one was a, was a Howard the Duck reference, and then I think the one at the end of Avengers is when they go and get some shawarma and they just sat eating shawarma in this random little stingy kebab house and no one's talking and it's things like that and it, it's after credit scenes it's like especially because no one tells you anymore hmm. you basically have to google it before you go watch a movie and if people online have said oh there is a post credit scene then you have to wait and it's like well, why yeah it's no need it's so annoying I'm sure it'll
1: be up on YouTube soon so I, I have watch. googled
0: it over the last couple of days but it hasn't come out but I imagine it will just come out as soon as it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever it will come out on YouTube yeah cuz easy but way for people to rip them um what, what would you give a Disaster Artist out of...
1: Probably agree, uh, you're probably right. An 8.5 yeah. sort of thing. I mean, yeah. it's not like the best movie you will ever watch, but yeah. it's solid movie choice. Yeah, I think and that's... definitely a good laugh.
0: I think The Room as a rating is, yeah, like 1 out of 10. But I think as enjoyment-wise, it was probably like a 6-ish, maybe 7 out of 10. Mm. Which doesn't sound that high, but the thing is, once you then watch The Disaster Artist, which is like a it 9 out of 10... It pushes the room up. Yeah, it pushes them both up. They push each other up, mm-hmm. you know? And I find that... I now would say The Room enjoyable-wise now that I've watched it once and I know a lot of the jokes about it and also I've seen the Disaster Artist I'd find it probably be like an 8 out of 10 for enjoyment
1: because
0: mm. you said yeah. yeah when you re-watched it it was funnier
1: yeah it's definitely because you're not sort of confused at why you're watching this terrible thing for half of it yeah
0: yeah um so I don't think there's anything else really with the film. I mean, there's loads of cameos in it, which are really fun. Yeah, loads of celebrities. Yeah, cause, and there's a bit at the start where there's people, the celebrities. It's got Ben from Parks and Rec. Yeah, uh, Adam... Wyatt? No, it's, no Wyatt. Is... It's Ben Wyatt in the film, isn't is it, it? Adam Scott? I think it is Adam Scott, yeah. I think so. You get J.J. Abrams there, you've got him there, you've got... Um, a few other actors that I can't fully remember and they're talking about how this that the movie was just like changed their lives and stuff and they saw it for the first time and they just couldn't even believe it and things like that uh, it, it's just so cool it's become this yeah the the, the cultural phenomenon phenomena. Mm-hmm. but yeah I, I, I cannot for anyone I'd say watch The Room because it's an experience and it's just so terrible and you've got to watch the whole thing it's, it's just it's great uh, and then watch Disaster Artist it's kind of like it's, it's almost in, it, almost ironically because we're talking about Parks and Rec it's almost like watching a crap first season and then the second or third season just is so much better. That it makes yeah, it but you can't
1: it. you can't say Parks and Rec season one is anywhere near as bad as the room. <laughs> no,
0: God no. Parks and Rec season one is like really okay most of it, and there's a couple of horror moments, but it doesn't really do anything that much. Whereas obviously season two is really good, and then season three just to uh, seven are just phenomenal. But then the room is just absolutely atrocious in every conceivable way. <laughs> like I, I genuinely think one of the best things about that movie is that that greg is fairly good looking and the the woman lisa gets her breasts out that are nice that is that's literally yeah exactly that those two like a dude being attractive and a woman getting her breasts out that's that's the best part of the film it's like you that's not a great film see tommy weiser's fucking ass though. and that picture that he took for the cover of it like, i could not understand yeah so he looks like he's having a stroke
1: yeah it's really weird
0: and he, he put up a billboard when the film was released before the premiere and it says The Room and it says some stuff on the billboard.
1: Is s- that said t- that he's renting it indefinitely? What? That billboard.
0: Oh, um, no, I don't think he did.
1: Oh. Someone That's- told me, or I thought I remember hearing someone say that he rented it indefinitely. Like, obviously, like until a certain point, but...
0: Well, yeah, but that was, like, 20 years ago.
1: Before he decided to take it down, but it was, like, indefinite.
0: I, I have no idea about that, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously saw it in in Disaster House and I've seen pictures of it and it's just his weird face but it's like he's got he has no understanding of what humans like and how humans interact with things like having a picture of some dude who looks like he's having a stroke on a face and a film being called The Room it's like what about that makes you want to see it and you had to look at the billboard and then call the number on the billboard which was Tommy's direct phone number and then he would either convince you to go watch the film or then he'd sell you tickets so you just have to call him and get him to convince you and it's like I think if I wanted to see that movie, and I spoke to Tommy Wiseau, he convinced me to not watch it.
1: Even though I would love to meet Tommy Wiseau. Okay. Um, one of the few methods of promotion he used for The Room was a massive billboard in Hollywood. The billboard, which had his face. Um, it stayed up for over five years, costing what? Tommy in the neighborhood... Uh, uh, Basically costing him about $300,000. Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> Five years. What the... F- that must have been such an eyesore there for that long. <laughs> this weird face on it. Man.
1: Just It's an article that says 10 things about Tommy Wise. <laughs> um, obviously the first one is the weird $6 million budget that the, no one knows where it came weird. from. Apparently he, in an interview, he also said that he thinks the room lowered America's crime rate.
0: <laughs> what? how would that what was it because they were all just everyone was inside having a good time laughing about that film so much no one wanted to hurt each other
1: I don't know he, he he just said some weird thing in an interview that didn't make any sense but he basically said that he thought that i
0: saw one interview of him where he was talking about uh, james franco said do, so do you like the disaster artist and he's like oh, i love it and he's like um he said i love 99.9 percent of it and he's like oh what's the 0.1 and every time he's i, I seen him ask him it in two different interviews and both times he said something different the first interview um he said it was with it was james franco dave franco greg sestero and um tommy wiseau and they were talking about it, and he said 99.9%. And Then James Franco was like, Oh, what, what was the 0.1%? And he was like, You know, the swimming pool scene, I, I didn't like how the camera moved. And James Franco was like, but In that scene, we had a still camera. It was like, <laughs> There wasn't any movement with the camera. Yeah. And then Tommy Weiser was like, Ha ah. <laughs> And then just started talking about something else. Like, uh, okay.
1: Apparently, this is another fact about him. Apparently, um, even though he was happy to direct Naked and all that, he. Um, He's disgusted by farts, and when a crew member farted on set, he exploded at them, playing saying, Please don't do this ridiculous stuff, it's disgusting as hell. And he would refuse to get his Mercedes-Benz valet out of the fear someone would fart on his seats. Uh, okay. <laughs> he just gets weirder than what you delve into. I know, I know.
0: I just can't. <laughs> he's so weird I wonder if he's going to try and make another movie or if he's going to make a Netflix show there's going to be some sort of uh, doc- like a proper documentary with him in it and talking to him about all this sort of stuff like I, I wonder if anything because he's got so much money I wonder if he thinks he's like the room became quite successful and stuff and it's like I wonder if he would actually make another film like that mm. I think if he did I wouldn't want to watch it though
1: no I feel like it's got it's going to be a one one thing
0: Yeah, a few films are that that level of bad, like as James Franco said, I think the Citizen Kane of bad films,
1: Mm. um,
0: where it's it's so, so bad in all the right ways.
1: But I think if he did it again, everyone will kind of know that he's doing it the same way intentionally, whereas that was clearly made unintentionally to be that bad.
0: Yeah, and also he's got such a lack of seemingly imagination or... Really, anything when it comes to writing, mm. it's like that. The way it was filmed that's the most basic, simple premise of a film that you can deal with. Is basically relationships. And it's easy to do because you just film it inside a house. So even though he didn't, but um, it's yeah. it's much cheaper to make as well. Whereas if you want to make a film which has anything happening at all, it costs a lot of dollar. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure what else there is. I don't know if there's anything else to add? We're coming up to the hour mark.
1: Mm. yeah I don't know it was just disaster it right, was good watch The Room first I think
0: yeah watch The Room it's the best worst movie you ever see
1: start quoting it with your friends oh, all hi, the Mark. time
0: oh hi doggie. <laughs> it's great and just um, yelling at each other that you're tearing me apart Lisa yeah which
1: saddens me that he stole that <laughs> Yeah,
0: he's, I don't think we mentioned that, did we, in, this no. One? No, in the podcast, because we were talking about it a little bit before. Yeah, he stole it, because in the Disaster House it shows you it was in a, was it James Dean movie? Yeah,
1: I think so. He saw someone say something similar, so yeah, he just wrote that into his own one.
0: I think he did kind of yell it with quite a bit of emotion, like, you're taking me apart, Lisa! Uh-huh. And then, and obviously the film, he does it, and it's like, oh, okay. I think, yeah, the, the 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 most iconic and probably the best bit is the the whole, you know, I did not hit her, it's not true, it's bullshit, I did not hit her, <laughs> I did not. Oh, hi, Mark.
1: Yeah, just with the, the shitty green screen. and
0: Yeah, where it's like there's a green screen and you can actually see it really easily a lot of the time. <laughs> and it's like, why didn't they just film on a roof and there's no wind or anything? <laughs> so they were just standing on the top of this flat block roof and there's no wind of any kind or any sounds of uh, any kind. It's just all green screen. Yeah. So you wanted to be too Hollywood movie. Yep.
1: Yeah, and you can leave your super comments in your pocket.
0: Oh, yeah, again, that's what, uh, what was it? Mark says to, yeah. it said to Tommy or Lee, uh, Johnny Olita.
1: Uh, I think he says there's someone else at the party when they're sort of judging him for making out with Lisa in front of absolutely everyone mm. without even telling anyone what's going on Yeah. so the whole movie they spend trying to hide the secret and they're just like eh yeah
0: let's just do it why not you yeah know? And Tommy with this great tape recorder where he tries to record a <laughs> phone conversation. And I like, like, what?
1: You don't need to record someone who's just admitted to you yeah. <laughs> that they've cheated if, on if you. If they
0: admitted to you that they're cheating on you, then you make the decision to break up with them. You don't need to prove to anyone else.
1: But the thing is, he doesn't. He doesn't, like, take the tape and go, look, everyone, listen to this. He just plays it back to Lisa what or, like, to himself while Lisa's there. Yeah. It's like, she she knows what she said. She yeah. was there.
0: If you, if, if you lie to someone and then you say, look, I've recorded you talking in another room saying these exact things, and then you say them right, the person isn't going to deny it. Unless if they do, well, I suppose then you can bring out the tape recorder.
1: Yeah, that would be the only co- conceivable way that he should take that. up.
0: I suppose, but it's like, you don't need any any reasons from anyone else why you would break up with your partner who's cheating on you. <laughs> you just say, she was cheating on me because she was a bitch. And yeah. That's, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, I think that about wraps it up then um, about that great mob I'm sure we'll have another podcast in the new year or something I want to get Laura on here have you two mm. sat on my sofa of doom or oh, you're currently laying on out to move the mics down I am.
1: Like, it's been so comfy
0: yeah it's, I've, I'm pretty sure I'm I bet you
1: regret not doing this
0: laying down mm. uh, this sofa I can't lay down on because it's small it's, it's quite crappy mm. um, but I feel if I lay down I'll fall asleep mm. I'm, I'm so lethargic at the moment like I can't be bothered to do anything yeah <laughs> so we went to bed we went to bed while like four-ish. Mm. We work up like I woke up at like ten we woke up like nine mm. uh, so if we feel a bit zoned out and tired then we're sorry
1: yeah the other thing I would say about the disaster is just to finalise it would be um basically any questions that you have about the room it will either answer them or an actor will ask that same question to James Franco as Tommy wise out during the movie <laughs> and you'll completely agree with them and still not understand why yep that's the beauty of it
0: <laughs> that, that's the absolute beauty of that movie yeah the, the disaster artist it's just, just like so the whole
1: haha <laughs> what a story mark yeah it's just like he says like why are you reacting like that? Yeah, because there's a girl... <laughs> That's exactly Mark. how everyone feels when they watch it.
0: Yeah, it's like a, a guy, uh, Mark, I think he's talking about some woman he who's dating like 12 guys or something and one of them found out and then like, beat her up incredibly mm. bad and I think hosp- hospitalized <laughs> her or something. And then Tommy's like, ah ha ha, ha. And
1: it's like... What a story, Mark. Yeah,
0: ah, ha, ha. What a story, Mark. And it's like... Yeah, then the, there's no logic. Why is he laughing? And then they talk to him about And
1: the it. Seth Rogen guy, or well, yeah. Seth Rogen's character, is just like... Can you just do that with a different reaction? It wasn't a funny story. Why are you laughing? Yeah. It's this human emotion.
0: <laughs> Humans are crazy. You don't know what they do. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that that film, Disaster Artist, is so much better when you've seen The Room. Mm. And The Room is so much better when you've seen Disaster Artist. So go out, watch those movies. We need more people on mm. Tommy Wiseau in the, in the film industry.
1: <laughs> yeah. And let's get James Franco an Oscar.
0: Oh, yeah. Has he had an Oscar yet?
1: I don't know. <laughs> there was, I've read a couple of things that people want him to get one for that, but he won't. He might do. Maybe. Maybe it's a
0: biopic, which does fit into you know. Normally, when they mm. do, obviously, normally the biopics are about Gandhi or yeah. the Queen
1: or someone else, not just. So to- Tommy Wiseau is in elite company. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gandhi, the Queen, Tommy Wiseau. That's a come dine with me episode that I want to watch
0: with uh, Tommy Wiseau. Yep, yeah. and oh, the man. Queen. That would be so weird. I'm trying to meet the guy, but I don't know how long I could stand by him. I mean, mm. in his presence. Like, I think I'd like to meet him for like two minutes and that'd be enough for me. I think yeah. more than that, it'd just be too much.
1: Yeah, it would either be too much or it would like ruin the kind of image you have of him being such a weirdo. Because yeah. if he didn't do anything that weird while you met him, you'd kind of be disappointed. Yeah,
0: he yeah, always want the crazy ones to do something crazy. Mm. Oh well. Yeah, well thanks for chatting Tom. It's been about an hour now, so uh, we'll wrap this up. No worries. Cool. And that's the end of another episode. As always, thanks for tuning in, guys. And obviously you can find us on all the usual social media outlets and whatnot. Um, next week's one will either be with my buddy Dom, part one of it, or it might be another science one with Josh, or it might be something completely random and different. I, I doubt the, the, the last of those three will be an option, because this is the probably the only impromptu podcast I've done and released it the same day. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, next week, I'm not fully sure. I just have to keep up with us on social media and whatnot. Um yeah, I don't think there's really much else to say after <laughs> after a conversation just about the room and disaster ice for an hour. So yeah, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next week.